Welcome to Joyce Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting, and all sorts of music. Let's get to it! Everybody, I hope you've had a good week. Mine went by really quickly, but let's talk about what we've been getting into. <laughs> what have been listening to, Parker? I um, a couple of things. I'll mention both, but I'll go more into detail on one than the other. Uh, both of these are bands that are like um, not side projects, but like post projects of other bands that had broken up. So that's a thing. Um, Hawk Boy. guys listen to As Cities Burn, oh, yeah. but after As Cities Burn broke up, uh, so they had three albums, Hell or High Water was their last one, they broke up, and then the singer and their drummer started a band that's just a side project, that's the two of them, there's only two EPs, but it's a lot of fun, uh, it's kind of, I don't like Nashville rock, like the quintessential Nashville rock, like Jack White kinds of things, yeah. I don't kind really care rock. for it, yeah, like blues rock and like very dry a lot of times, and uh kind of sort of garage rocky kind of a thing that's not i i like things to be like mixes to be very wet quote unquote so like last you know decent amount of reverb and um like kind of pretty chords and very melodic that's kind of the thing that i tend to go towards and this is so if you've heard acidies burn um hell or high water their last album this is kind of like that but a little bit more in the like nashville rock kind of direction but in a way that i still really like so um it's it's pretty eclectic for just having two eh, i don't know about eclectic per se but they've got you know upbeat songs and slow songs um but since they have kind of uh you know post-hardcore background there's some bits that are still kind of heavy but more like just rock version of heavy um so yeah it's worth a listen it's interesting and then the other one uh is polyenzo which i brought them up actually in one of our episodes i think when we were talking about bass lines i used 17 new years that song and the do 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 yeah i was listening to their album pure in the plastic which is their newest one i really hope they have another one soon because that would be fantastic and it's it's really really good i don't even know like i have theoretical words in my mind on how to explain what it sounds like um but there's like some jazz fusion kind of stuff in there and um Oh, backstory a little bit. They were created out of a band called Oceana that was oh. uh, um, yeah, no a idea. hardcore band that broke up. And I think two of the guys, like their drummer and their singer. Hey, which is the same for Hawkboy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Singers I, and drummers, man, just get real tight. <laughs> seriously, apparently. Um, so it was, yeah, two, maybe three of them from Oceana that kind of came across and started doing this thing and it's not at all metal in the least even though oceana was uh it's a lot more um yeah kind of jazz fusion uh some like not drum and bass kind of stuff but a little Mm. bit in that direction and some of it honestly reminds me a bit of like 
uh, spy music in a 90s movie <laughs> like something like that i i don't know how, i was just listening to one of the songs and i was like this reminds me of something really specific and i i can't place it and that's the closest i could get when i was thinking hmm. of it so uh yeah that album it's very much like an album to listen to i mean there's songs on there that are good but i feel like his voice he's doing some kind of interesting things in there so it might be a bit of an acquired taste uh so i just say listen to the whole album but uh yeah starting out at the beginning but if you really wanted to listen to just one song um i'd say the song it, it wasn't what i thought it was but the song is actually called iwwitw which is oh, it wasn't yeah. what i thought it was just because i guess that would be a long name that's an acronym it surely is <laughs> correct <laughs> what a bunch of smarts uh yeah that's those are some things i've been listening to this week and i would have more thoughts on them but i don't want to take up too much time, so <laughs> go for it, Matt. Okay, hey, uh, I checked out um, Kamazi Washington's new album. And just put it out last week. I've talked about him a couple times on the show. He's a jazz saxophonist uh, and composer, and boy, this album, it's called Heaven and Earth. Hefty, hefty boy. <laughs> it is. It is not one of those albums that you could just be like, you know, oh, I'll put this on in the in the background. You know, it's. I mean, it's it's jazz music, which is the crazy thing is because you know normally I would say that's the go to music for me to put on in the background while I'm doing other things, but this album forces you to pay attention to every little thing that <laughs> it does. To me. <laughs> and it's. I mean, for the most part, it's instrumental. There's a couple songs that have lyrics, but it just. I mean, uh, this album is well over two hours long. Uh, it's a. It's a quadruple record, uh, so if you buy it on vinyl, you're going to get four records but that both have double that are double all yeah, double sided. All double sided. Um, also, I did a really good job at trying to say those words. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of you. I, I actually didn't. <laughs> it was the, it was the yeah, each song caps in at an average of ten minutes, uh, and there's I think eighteen songs on the album. It's it's Goodness. hefty. Um, yeah, but it's it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, Kamazi Washington is just one of those geniuses. I mean, he's he's one of the many geniuses that's making music today but i mean it's tremendous how he's able to consistently put out albums that are better than the last the last time i talked mm. about him i was talking about the ep that he put out called harmony of difference last year and it's an ep but it still clocks in in about 45 minutes and uh -huh. what was so crazy about that ep is that it's six songs and the first five are all their very own melodies and, and things like that and then the last song is this monster of combinations of, of really all cool. the the melodies that fit together so well and i didn't think that he was gonna be able to top that i mean his first album is called the epic which is a very fitting title <laughs> uh but it is indeed epic and then that that ep came out and i was like well it's an ep you know mm -hmm. there's not gonna be as good it was better than the epic <laughs> and then this came out and i was like there's no way this is gonna be better it absolutely is uh this so is Incredible. Out of curiosity, what contributes to the length of his songs? Is it more like so, there's a lot of solos? Kind so of typically, thing? yeah. I mean, he's got it's 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 him on saxophone. He plays tenor saxophone most of the time. He's got a uh, you know trump uh, a couple trumpets and trombones scattered throughout. But his main band is two drummers, two keyboardists, uh, and a couple backup singers. That mm -hmm. for a lot a lot of times they just do oohs and ahs and stuff like that. <laughs> 
so basically like a big choir feel. Um, no guitarist in the bands. There's no guitar in the record Interesting. Uh, at all. And well, and what's I the mean, point? Honestly, <laughs> you don't. You really don't miss it. You know, I I, I get weary about. Well, maybe you don't. Chad would. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chad's that's the thing is, like, I get worry about music. It's hard for me to listen to music that doesn't have any sort of guitar. I mean, I love, I love jazz guitar. It's, it's great. I mean, it's usually yeah, not the main instrument in jazz, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy it. But yeah, you really don't miss it on this album. But the songs, for the most part, will consist of two to three minutes of like a melody, like ingraining the melody, the the hook in your mind, and then yeah, just uh, six seven minutes of whatever <laughs> whatever else. Like mm. it might change rhythms entirely. It might just be solos, like everyone taking a solo, just in like a traditional jazz manner. But this album goes like it's I guess it's fusion. I don't know. It's it's not like calming, soothing Miles Davis jazz. Right. It's like in your face, like you know, like I said, it forces you to pay attention mm. to it. And there's a lot of instrumental music that does that that I'm not a big fan of, but I mean, this is just, it's brilliant. All the melodies just get stuck in your head. Mm. And when you think the musicians, like there's such amazing musicianship in this band, like everyone knows exactly what everyone's doing at all times. No one ever takes like the forefront, like even though, you know, keyboard one might do a solo, everyone else backs off like in the perfect fashion, but they're still doing something that is blowing your mind. Yeah. So even when they're not like right there out front, it's crazy. It's an amazing album. I highly suggest listening to it. Uh, even if you're not that into jazz, like this album will put you right there. It'll make you want to go search for the other stuff. Cause Man. it's, it's that good. I, you, you mentioned fusion and like, I, I mean, I haven't listened to the album yet, so I don't know what it sounds like, but that's something I, I really enjoy. Like, I don't know, early 2000s, late 90s jazz fusion kind of stuff. Like, it's a lot of fun. And especially, mostly, I mean, largely for the virtuosity aspect of it, it's fun. And it's not just them playing crazy stuff. It's them playing crazy stuff that's also, like, in weird modes and whatnot. But, like, uh, there's a fusion version of Herbie Hancock's... um, Ooh, Cantaloupe Island. Yes, and I could listen to that thing for twelve hours straight. I know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> and it's just so good. Yeah, that's a, that's a great comparison. Uh, if you like Herbie Hancock, yeah, mm. listen to Kamazi Washington. Cool. Um, he's, I mean, he's a prodigy. Like yeah. he's absolutely insane. I had the pleasure of seeing him back in December, and he brought his dad out on stage. Aww. His dad played trumpet with him. He's like, "This that's is the guy cute. who inspired me and like taught me everything I know." And I was like, "Oh, that just warms my heart." But yeah, very good, Chad. That's fun. I've been listening to a lot of just kind of random stuff this week. After we talked about road trip stuff, I, I got on a big Nick Drake kick and listened to a, a bunch of his stuff like Brighter Later and, and Pink Moon and all that. And then I've still been listening to a lot of Animals as Leaders, <laughs> just getting super chunky. And I, I, I did, I guess the one like new thing that I started listening to you in the past I guess week or so. Uh, it's been a band called Rival Consoles, and they have an album called Persona. Chiptune? It is not Chiptune, unfortunately. I know it sounds like it would be yeah, something about Chiptune. Really it is sort of electronicy. Um, it's it's very. Uh, uh, atmospheric it's it's not super hmm. a lot of the songs can be kind of long you know like six or seven minutes long or something but they're usually pretty just like pulsating rhythms and just a lot of like kind of synths that come in and out and lots of atmosphere and lots of layers and and it's just nice it, it, it i haven't really listened to it and been like super focused on it at any point that i've put it on at this 
juncture in time. But every time I put it on, I'm just like, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> I like this. This is good. And I don't have to think about it too much. So yeah. that's really all I have to say about it for the most <laughs> part right now. It's just nice. Uh, if you, it, It's a long album, too. I think it's all those songs are, yeah, somewhere like six to eight minutes. And it's, I don't know, probably in that like 15 to 16 song kind of thing. So it, it takes up a good chunk of time. But yeah. yeah, if you want something to just be background noise, it's good. Noise. <laughs> yeah, I think long songs are always interesting just to see how, I mean, like I was asking about Kamazi Washington. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Noise. I said it right. <laughs> um, is like how, yeah, how how songs make up that length. Because like mm-hmm. there's, I mean, like thinking of Opeth or whatever is a band that I've listened to that typically has like 10 minute long songs. But it's progressive metal and they just the song just keeps changing and changing and changing and being yeah. all these different things or like between the buried and me, same kind of yeah. thing where it's just like, uh, we're just going to do a ton of different stuff for about 10 minutes <laughs> and then do we'll do another song that has section. other different stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that, or the flip side, which is more like, I guess, you know, kind of jazz stuff, which is also what like snarky puppy does a lot of mm-hmm. times, which is we're going to do the same kind of thing. And somehow it's going to feel like it was just four minutes, but that was like 15 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so that's, uh, yeah, that's always, <laughs> interesting it's gonna be like a four minute keyboard solo in the middle <laughs> and yeah making long songs not feel really long is it's is, a talent yeah it's mm-hmm. not easy to do no it's you gotta true. keep it interesting you can't just repeat the same thing exactly. over and over or you can and it yeah. can be a post-rock song but <laughs> i mean yeah and I, I say that like loving post-rock songs yeah. but most of the post-rock bands that i like a lot usually don't do the same thing for right. the whole like 10 minutes of the song like even explosions in the sky they mm-hmm. still have different parts they'll they'll mm-hmm. have you know an a section and then a b section and then a c section and then a d section and then it might visit back to like the b or c yeah. section yeah. or something and then have an f section and, mm-hmm. and just go on and go on yep um, or like Sigaros, there's i mean they've got a bunch of songs that are like eight nine minutes long mm-hmm. and they'll play the same thing for most of the song but it's just dynamics the whole yeah. time yeah, and that's totally all it exactly. is is just kind of driving that's a lot of that lowercase noise stuff band yeah. noises band yeah. that i brought like few weeks ago now and but that song like the last stage of consumption does that exactly that mm-hmm. piano part plays the whole time yeah but it just keeps layering and new things and new things and so mm-hmm. it ends up being a really long song but yeah it's always going somewhere like, yeah you're not just sitting in the same place at the same dynamic with the same parts over and over and over again for a while so true yeah i don't mind lengthy songs but i mean just keep again, them interesting. just like i mean it's the same it there's no difference between keeping a 10 minute long song interesting and a three minute song long, yeah interesting. yeah a three minute song if it just does the same thing the whole time punk <laughs> yeah. cough, cough, <laughs> then it gets boring mm-hmm. i mean yeah, that's totally. why like punk songs are cool for the first 30 seconds and then you're like ready i don't know that's how I or another like good example songs. chocolate rain <laughs> <laughs> hey remember the that time uh, we talked about that a couple weeks yeah. ago the punkest of them all the punkest of them all <laughs> <laughs> On that fun note, uh, you guys want to move on to topic? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. We got a hefty one today. Yeah. We're doing the thing. We're talking about seasons and seasonal <laughs> songs and songs that make you think of your favorite season or your least favorite season or just however you feel during that season that you're in. When you're doing a thing and the, the trees are doing some stuff and the weather's changing, probably. Right, we got to stop him before he keeps going. <laughs> and yeah, you go to, just keep this train rolling. And you go to Bath and Body Works and get your candles. Oh, no, I'm leaving. Or Yankee Candle. That's true, though. We're not a candle podcast, but today we could be. I would absolutely spend the entire time talking about seasonal candles. Man, that would be really boring for anybody listening. Though. I don't I don't know if I could uh, talk about candles for an hour. No. Shout out to my wife. 
<laughs> no, my wife 100% could talk she about candles about for an hour and a half. All right, we're getting all, all of our wives on a candle podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's just going to say, uh, mahogany teakwood, mahogany teakwood. <laughs> Mahogany teakwood, <laughs> <laughs> just over and over. That's what I it probably is. got it really wrong. Also, that's I don't think There's that's even totally what it's called. But. A YouTube channel where a like teenage kid buys candles and he r- smells them and reviews them on his YouTube channel. That's not you can't. I want to imagine though. I want to imagine it, it's like in Community when Leonard does his food, yeah, like videos or whatever, mm-hmm. where he, he like opens a bag of chips, eats one, and then just like, yeah. They're good. <laughs> and that's it. Like, this is going to be a buy. I mean, arguably, though, that's kind of like most Food Network shows, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, it's just watching Guy Fieri. Yeah, he's just eating food camera. and saying, wow, that's some, that's some good food. That's if you're in this good. place, eat that food. <laughs> Pretty much, actually. I'm like, wait a minute. They got this sauce? That's good, too. <laughs> it's hard because, like, that's, I don't... I can't use that sense right now. <laughs> like I've got several senses you can they take haven't advantage invented of. Smell of vision, taste of vision. So are we all in agreement that the Food Network kind of sucks? <laughs> hey, I <laughs> for mean, that I, reason. I love Alton Brown, and there is a, an aspect to the Food Network that really makes you want to eat. Mm-hmm. That's like, true. I've never yeah. watched the Food Network and been like, "No, I'm good. I, I don't need any." <laughs> Let me food ask you right this: now. Have you ever turned on the Food Network after you've eaten a meal and mm. just sat back and enjoyed it? Uh, without I may have watched I may have watched Good Eats that way before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell I, you I really this. Like Brown. I don't have cable and haven't had it in a while and so I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nope. I, uh, I don't even know. But it's a very good question. So anyways, we're a podcast about music, not not weird other shows or food <laughs> reviews or anything like that. Let's talk about seasons. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to start with the first season of the year, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise, spring. It's spring. It's springtime. Okay. Springtime songs. Why? As far uh, as the flowers are the way concerned, they're like, hey, we're just starting up. And everybody's like, dude, we can go in for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> the flowers are like, no. Nah, because the flowers get to dictate it. when the year starts. They really do. Springtime is when all the young little animals and plants oh, come I out. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. And they start really trying to get some. <laughs> and they're really trying to get some. Get and then some they're starting flowers. new lives. So new lives are started in the springtime. Mm. Okay. Mm. Springtime of our youths. <laughs> Springtime for Hitler. Yeah. What's the <laughs> oh my goodness! I was just about to sing that a minute ago. <laughs> and Germany, winter for Poland and France. And it's not off topic because this is because we're talking about spring. Oh, uh, and music. But really, how good is the that's producers? from the producers? If nobody knows why we just said springtime for Hitler, uh, yeah, that's a thing. So, uh, who, so who wants to start with springtime? I mean, just kind of thinking about it, this isn't even me saying mine, but like, how do you season, how do, how does music sound like seasons is also a question. That's and a that's, question. I mean, again, it's a whole nature nurture thing. Like yeah. yes. what sound, you know, what are we just used to hearing as sounding like things? The whole springtime by, you know, so that whole thing, I mean, there's definitely things that kind of sound more like seasons and you can kind of resonate with those but it's fairly metaphorical i think in yeah. a lot of ways mm-hmm. um so it's pretty subjective um and so that's i mean one thing in music classes that's always come up and been interesting is um like programmatic music that theoretically it's supposed to be this thing that's a universal language and it always conveys this thing but i think there's a huge amount of culture to it to where if i played a program piece that exactly sounds like you know um 
a thousand nights. What's what's Aladdin originally from? It's Arabian, Arabian Nights. Nights. Arabian Nights. There's yeah. something a thousand <laughs> somethings, or maybe something else. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, a thousand miles. I could just <laughs> and I could <laughs> walk. Oh. <laughs> both both of those songs. One. Yeah. Um, so, but like, if you took that and then went to I don't know Southeast Asia or something, and you were like, "Hey, doesn't this sound like um, you know somebody riding on a magic carpet?" You'd be like, "Nope, not <laughs> at all. That sounds like whatever you know it sounds like." Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always interesting, just how that stuff translates. But I mean, that being said, of course it's going to be subjective. We're just going to go into that yeah. anyway. <laughs> but, I, think it, I think it all has to do with the culture. I mean, what yeah. I think is a wintry song, somebody over in Southeast Asia is not going to think it's a wintry song. Yeah. I mean, it has to do with the way, like, first of all, it has to do with what we're listening to in a particular season, yep. yeah. uh, the memories that we make with a mm-hmm. particular song 100%. and whatever season that might be. Uh-huh. I mean, I might listen to, you know, some classical piece or whatever and so they, it, it, in the middle of summer and it resonates with me. So then I'm like, that's my summer song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a good summer. And it, it might not have anything to do with the tone of the music or, or, or whatever. And I think oftentimes it really does doesn't i mean there's there's obviously no rules that say well you can't really listen to this (laughs) in the summer because it's a winter song yeah i mean you can listen to whatever you want whenever you want but yeah it's the feelings that we make and the memories that we make with a particular song or album Mm -hmm. or whatever or artist and sometimes i think the history behind a song or record has a lot to do with it too like Like, the personal history you mean well or do you mean like like, if you know the history of how that song was created like for example you know, uh, if somebody, a singer songwriter, uh, my spent, fall one, for example, spent a long time in a cabin in the woods yeah. writing a record. What's uh, funny is that I'm pretty sure yeah. you picked him for a fall one. I picked him for a winter. Yeah, one, which right. Is, then you're funny, going yeah. to associate it naturally yeah. with those feelings. Yeah. And I think, I especially think a lot of music that's very DIY and acoustic driven mm-hmm. yeah. tends to get associated with colder months. Yeah, right. Uh, because it, I don't know. I think a lot of times, like it's it's colder music like the feeling that you get is naturally colder whereas mm-hmm. there's there's warm music as well yeah so then you naturally want to associate that more and with for summer. me i mean as well and we'll get into this more i'm sure but the i actually i don't have very many songs or really any songs in some ways that this one uh, resonated with me for this season because it reminded me of a time that I listened to it in that season Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of albums I'll start listening to it in whatever season but I'll end up listening to it for like months and years and Mm -hmm. whatever so I was talking to my wife Ashley and I asked her like what song feels like fall to you um we'll get to fall when we get to fall but uh her she said Charlie Brown by um Coldplay off of their album uh, something she told me but I forgot um but specifically just because or largely because she listened to it right in fall around a really significant time in life and yes. stuff and so that informed it quite a lot is you know listening to it in this period of time whereas for mine uh, <laughs> all of these are ones that arguably I just feel like sound like the season sure because i don't really have you well, know I, i'm yeah. interested to hear like when yeah. you play them uh, you know explain why they sound right like to you know yeah to you, and again it's like very metaphorical so i'll go ahead and i'll start with my first one um and it, again fairly metaphorical of why it would sound like that um so but it's the song um drift by chon it's the nice. first song on their <laughs> album grow and this is for spring 
This is for spring, yes. exactly, yeah. And so I feel like this song has a very, it, it reminds me, when I think of spring, honestly, the visualization I get is from Fantasia of the like flowers. Yeah. I think it, it's, I can't remember which song it is even that they use, um, but it's like flowers blooming and all that kind of stuff. And so this song kind of just has some of that feel to it and I'll play it and then we'll talk about why it might have that. John's a fun instrumental, like progressive or like math rock kind of band, and they're great. Yeah, super <laughs> fantastic. Way too young to play as good as they do. Seriously though, and like honestly, the their drummer is the dude's brother, the lead guitarist's yeah. brother, who the drummer plays guitar, and the the older brother was like, "Hey, can you play drums instead?" And he was like, "I don't really know how to play drums," and so he just <laughs> taught him drums a little bit, and then he got really really good wow, at really, it. Really really good at it, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. Uh, they're but they're great and they're very like jazz influenced and stuff. But this song, among other ones, I think the fact that it's not very distorted for one thing, everything's very clean. Yes, and um, very spanky. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I the, mean like their guitar tone is very recognizable. A hundred percent. Yeah, I could definitely hear a song, not know that it's by them, mm. and immediately be like, oh, that's John. Sounds like John. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Or a John sound alike or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think what sounds like spring to me about this one is there's a lot of like waterfall kinds of notes, like, mm-hmm. and it's very melodic too. It's not yeah. like, um, it's not like, you know, super chromatic kind of waterfall. Like, yeah. It's not speed for the sake of speed. It's, it's right. still melodic. Yeah. And it, uh, a lot of times it, you know, kind of outlines stuff. I mean, a lot of that's, some of that stuff is pretty pentatonic too. So it just feels like open at the mm-hmm. same time as being kind of fast and drip droppy. So it reminds mm-hmm. me, I guess, like visually of, you know, kind of like f- the Fantasia flowers blooming and water droplets falling and those kinds of things. Like just a lot of the way that their guitars are playing, uh, well, the guitars aren't playing themselves, but yeah. the guitarists <laughs> are playing the guitars, uh, kind of just brings about those visualizations to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of what made me think of that one. And you know, springtime obviously, again, things being very harmonic and melodic just goes right hand in hand with things being pretty outside and things sounding pretty yeah. <laughs> to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. That song reminds me of a bright sunny day, so, <laughs> which is you know a nice ideal spring day. So. It's it's good. Yeah. Totally. It's just a fun album. Also, if you yeah, like it, totally. listen to it more. <laughs> yeah, John's super good. They're, I think they're good if you don't, even if you don't like super technical like metal stuff. They they don't get really like quote unquote heavy. Yeah, necessarily. It's just really clean guitars and and just people being really good at instruments. Yeah, and it's not really in your face either, which is mm-hmm. nice. You can still put it in the, on in the background, and it's not like this is really out of place. <laughs> it, it can still work in that way. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I thought for spring. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I went a little more poppy. Noise. With mine. Uh, little poppy seed muffin, <laughs> which is very springtime to me. Indeed. Uh-huh. There's a side note. 
do you guys ever see wild poppies here? Like the red flowers, like oh, zombies? Oh, wow. I, I don't know if I have recently. Interesting. Because that's, um, so again, growing up in France and stuff, that was like in the same way that you see, and not everywhere, but in the same way that you see like dandelions here mm-hmm. or whatever, there were tons of places where there's just wild poppies around, oh. and that's just one of the regular flowers. And also daffodils were a big thing there, um, and I don't see those here at all. So yeah, just uh, that's just a thing. Yeah. Curious. So anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> poppy, poppy seed music. Yeah, I went with uh, I guess kind of the whole of Vampire Weekend's third record. Oh man, I uh, Modern Vampires of the City. <laughs> uh, say what? I almost fixed some of their stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I went, I went that record. Um, kind of for the reasons that the memories that I made while getting to know that record when it came out, uh, kind of t- all took place in springtime. I was back in college and. I used to drive home with the windows down, you know, when the the, the Orlando days were starting to warm up a bit. From yeah, the yeah, when they were cold before, from the seventy <laughs> degrees to you know eighty degrees, uh, that was our winter was seventy degrees. Um, but you know, Which, I mean, like still, it's great if that's the summer. Yeah, seventy would, degrees is great in the summer. I'd be happy seventy with that degrees right now. is terrible. It's like 90 90 <laughs> yeah, uh, when you wear shorts on Christmas, it's something to look for. Right? Short shorts. <laughs> That's how that song goes, right? Yep. Cool. You got it. Uh, yeah, I went with with that album. Um, I picked the uh, the opening song, "Obvious Bicycle," um, just because it's I don't know. It's in in a very similar way uh, the way that you feel listening to the Chan song. It's like there there are parts of this song that that make you feel like it's a I don't know, like there's action going on, like hmm. like things awakening and things like uh, not necessarily waterfalls dripping, I suppose, but you know just just new new beginnings i guess uh and that's that's the feeling that i get from pretty much this whole album but like those memories of just driving down the street with the windows down and mm. this is like a really nice breeze out and you know putting this record on it's very it's very relaxing like you know you're just getting over the the harsh winters <laughs> <laughs> the harsh orlando winters. those harsh orlando winters but yeah we'll play the song and talk about it a little bit so I, uh, I, you know, looking looking back, and and when I when I think of that song in particular, I always kind of question, like, okay, why is it so springtimey to me? And mm. I think part of the reason this is going to sound super cheesy and super lame, but there's a heartbeat in that song. You know, the the mm-hmm. the drums yeah. are basically just the, keeping a steady, yeah, like, you know, the whole song. And I I get that feeling of like a like a, a a heart beating like a new mm. I don't, it's just new to me and when i think mm-hmm. spring i think new and yeah so everything about that song you know being mm-hmm. the opening on that record it's not too fast not too slow it's easy it's mm-hmm. just easing you into like the new year you know it's like this is the winter's over like we're, now we're getting full swing of things yeah so. and it just feels like it's like opening i mean it's the opening song but yeah. it's just opening stuff up the listen I don't yeah. even know if that's the words he said. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just stuff like opening up. It reminds me a bit of, not in some ways, but of like Sound of Music or whatever. Like yeah. you're standing on the Alps and sort of yodeling kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shouting yeah. at everybody or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that might be a wintry song for some people. I, I mean, I don't think there's a... 
there's a, a feeling you're supposed to feel when you when you hear any of this. <laughs> yeah. So just for me personally, mm-hmm. springtime. Yeah. Yeah. No, I almost picked a uh, vampire weekend song, but I mostly have listened to Contra more and mm-hmm. uh, and their first album more than I've listened to their third album. Yeah. Um, and con and at the whole time, every time I would think like, well, maybe I should pick this song from Contra. I would I, every time it was just like no they're gonna think it's a summer song <laughs> because like that whole album it just feels really summery to yes. me a lot of their like really poppy organs and stuff mm-hmm. like that it all just feels very summery to me it feels like a college campus album yeah exactly so, <laughs> yeah, both of those right I never really too. listened to Vampire Weekend I don't know I think part of it might have been just that the name made me feel like it was gonna be uh like a I don't know like a My Chemical Romance like kind of band. And it just could not sort be more of, different. Yeah, right, exactly. And so now I know. Super college rock or yes. college poppy. They are the definition of college rock. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But yeah, so what do you got for spring? Boys, spring was hard for me. Mm. I spent the yeah, most time and effort trying to figure yeah, yeah. out what the crap I was going to bring for spring. Every other season, I was just like, ah, I pretty much know what I'm going to do here. Spring, I just had no idea. Um, and I'll tell you why. And it's because I've lived in Tennessee my entire life. And our springtime is, long. yeah, <laughs> it is literally usually less than two weeks. Yeah. And so when I was picking my other songs, I was like, things that I've experienced, like I can picture myself driving during this time period and listening to this song, or I have an experienced time uh-huh. with i had nothing for spring because we don't have spring in tennessee we have winter and then it's summer <laughs> and that's it well you so. get those days of it's winter this day it's winter on monday and then summer on tuesday and then winter on wednesday and then, and then it's summer again yeah. later that's, you're not wrong there <laughs> yeah literally we'll get ices in the middle of april where it's like where did this come from <laughs> yeah uh, but anyways so i i was trying so hard to try and figure out what i was going to bring and like what I was trying to think of something about spring that I could encapsulate into a song, and I, I really almost went for the like rainy side of spring mm. and like picked an Andrew Bird song or something like that, or some song where there was like a heavy water feature. I ended up deciding on uh, a Los Campesinos song. Nice. Uh, they are a British, like j- just a giant band. They have so many people in their band most of the time, and they kind of play. Uh, we'll 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 call it sort of indie punk something. It, it's it's just sort genre? of it's Good. just sort of Good its genre. own thing. Yeah, because they they just have a lot of like kind of chunkier guitars that don't really do a whole lot of anything interesting. But they also have some like violin parts and glockenspiel, and their singers just sort of doing his thing. And you'll hear some of it, and it'll make sense. But this song specifically, "You Me Dancing," you. Me dancing has uh, a, a sort of extended intro that starts with just a guitar playing like an open A string and then like a higher note, sort of a double stop sort of thing. Just sort of this noodly little part. It's very slow, very uh, kind of somber sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and he noodles around for a second and then he settles on like one particular chord and just starts strumming that and just sort of like making a pulse of that. And then all these other instruments sort of start coming in with this awakening kind of feeling 
and it grows and grows and grows and the drums start like making some noise and there's more and more noise and there's it's growing into this like giant cacophony and it all winds out of control and then and then just stops and the guitar really comes in with like the, the beginning of the intro riff of the song and that intro kind of encapsulated like the feeling of spring like everything's waking up and like getting yeah. wild and just like holy cow we've been <laughs> asleep for an entire season yeah let's go buck wild <laughs> and then uh, and the whole song is just this like reproarious good time about about dancing, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And so I was like, yeah, I could see this being kind of springy. So we'll listen to something sweet. Yeah. I love those buildups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just gets buck wild, and I, <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things where they were like like they figured that out and then like worked that as a band or whatever and they're like this is gonna be so cool live and then they got to the studio and they're like how do we do this <laughs> <laughs> but i think they did a pretty good job of it like it, it still sounds like something that i think yeah. is a really neat effect and it works really well and yeah, yeah especially was, with the strings it reminds me of when you go to an orchestra thing or whatever yeah and they're all yeah. tuning i legitimately as a kid and maybe i'm sure other people did too i thought that was a song that they always played to warm up oh like, yeah because it was always it's a little bit in tune like everybody's mm-hmm. just playing yeah. a's and g's and d's and stuff so mm-hmm. it's like all right they're doing a thing there's also yeah. a couple pop songs out there that i mean i've heard like the beatles do it on uh the intro to sergeant pepper uh arcade fire does it um yeah. mm-hmm. in one of their records i, I think the playstation 3 the intro yes the noise PlayStation 3 is, is like just, an orchestra. uh like tuning tuning uh, interesting yeah. yeah yep i never had a playstation 3 i, I only ever I had a playstation either. 1 whoa played me a, some crash bandicoot i had a ps2 for guitar hero and kingdom hearts and that was pretty much it <laughs> well, nice. yeah that was the only thing we were playing on the ps2 <laughs> oh <laughs> there might be some people who yeah. want to have a fight with About you now <laughs> 155 million people literally half of which who were like I can play DVDs on here for cheap, sure. Yeah, and that yeah, was that's it. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so that's, man, that's kind of my spring song. Yeah, so summer is a bit different. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody can hear my dog in the background. He's just having a good old time. Going wild. So I'm he just going to leave him he wants doing to give that. His summer pick. Springtime for Arthur. <laughs> Springtime <laughs> for Arthur. <laughs> uh, and Winnie. <laughs> I've got two dogs. The little one's Arthur. So if you can hear Arthur barking, he's just probably sees a bird outside. <laughs> A really big the simple. Like, he's enjoying the simple things. Oh in man, life. so much. He's enjoying the springtime. Yeah, which it technically no it's longer is as homie. of <laughs> as of like three days ago though. Yeah. That's always so weird to me. But though. really, I know it's been summer for two oh, months. Seriously, no <laughs> yeah. kidding. It's garbage. Um, but yeah, so summer is for me. I mean, as far as like picking kind of the direction I was going, like you were saying, Chad, like the driving around and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the direction I was going to as well. So a lot of the same music that would have applied for road trip music i feel like interchangeably also applies here so i easily could have picked pretty much anything off of may's first two albums and been like ta-da summer (laughs) um but i picked something different and this is actually something i almost picked as spring and then i was like you know what that's a little more summery uh just a bit more and this is one uh, if I didn't play a Polyenzo song earlier, it's because this is one. So if in the intro there's not a Polyenzo song, that's because uh, we're going to listen to Osaka Sun by Polyenzo. Um, and this is kind of a slower song on their album. It's actually not, it's not super upbeat. So it's not like a fast driving song, but just kind of a really, I don't know, soundtracky driving song, hmm. I think. So it was uh, also my alarm clock for a really long time. Oh. And it's, 
it's a, it's a good like alarm. It. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's I a can't good alarm song because then I hate it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you're not wrong. There's there's some songs like that, but uh, this was a good one for it. Reverb for days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I love this album so much, and it's it's such a good one. Um, but yeah, something about it, it just again like very harmonic and melodic and pretty and stuff, and so mm-hmm. that was why it almost was a spring pick, but I decided a summer pick instead because yeah. it just feels it feels like it's already there, like where mm-hmm. it needs to be. So like spring type songs, I feel like are kind of getting somewhere. Yes, and then this one is like it's settled, the sun is out, and like yeah. ha, here we are, we're yeah. just having a grand old There's time. A total like you said that there was like a sunset setting over like the Serengeti. Serengeti yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get that, but I also get just a total ocean vibe from this. And I yeah, think it's for the, sure. the guitar, like that that phased, almost like two kind of sounding guitar, that washy mm-hmm. guitar. Yeah, that's very ocean like. You know, like yep. you can go surfing to something like that. Yeah. yeah. As we've Not all that been I've many times. <laughs> I lived in Virginia Beach for two years, never went surfing a single time. There's no surf in Virginia Beach. Yeah, there's like some, but no none. I don't think the Atlantic is super good for no. surfing. Yep. Right. Summer times. What about you, sir? <laughs> yeah, man. Summertime. Summertime is easy. I almost went with Ella Fitzgerald on this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't because as much as you know, I wanted to be super on the nose with the song called <laughs> Summertime and the Living's Easy. Honestly, if I picked a May song, it would have been Summertime. Summertime. So mm, yeah. I feel you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I almost went with it, but that song doesn't feel super summery to me. It's just It just happens to be a song with the subject matter about summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went with my boy Mac DeMarco. Because I had to. I don't know if you guys are fans. <laughs> no um, idea. Mac DeMarco is absolutely uh, the quintessential summer indie rock guy. I mean, that's all it is. Like he he's got probably actually yeah four studio albums out at this point, uh, um, and they're all very good. Uh, he like he's one of those consistent artists that doesn't ever really like progress or change, but you don't really want him to. Like there's really no evolution in his music. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a spite or what, <laughs> uh, but I like that. It's comforting. There's something about like you know particular artists that you don't want them to change because they're not like life changing. They're not like I'm. You know, this is my favorite band now, mm-hmm. but they're just they're always there and yeah. they're always putting out new stuff. But it's always <laughs> going to be like that. Just you know? what you need it to. Just be. what you need. Yeah, and that's how I feel about Mac DeMarco. Um, his music is very. Uh, it's it's lazy. It's just like Swayze. It's, you know. <laughs> It's all those things. Um, yeah, he's he's got a lot of like, it, it's all clean guitar tones, but he, he washes it out with a lot of like vibrato pedals and like a lot of phasers and stuff like that. So it's just like, you know, it, there's there's no technical prowess going on. Um, the drums are all very, you know, right there, and it just it, there's no questions. There's no like following like you don't have to follow along you can just put it on and just coast um mm-hmm. and the reason that i picked uh this particular song this is opening off his record two it's called two that makes sense uh it's called nice. cooking up something good and i went and saw him at austin psych fest in 2015 and he, his set was right uh at sunset and it was in august in texas nice. so 
Uh, it was very hot outside, yeah. but it was right as the sun was setting, and a couple friends and, and myself just got some beach towels and like we're kind of in the back of the the crowd and just like basically listened to it and just we didn't watch the show, we just absorbed the music like as we were staring in the sunset. It's just perfect. It was a perfect summer evening, and that's I mean I can just plop like if I'm grilling out or like just enjoying a beer on my back porch. This is more than likely what I'm going to put on. It's it's super pretty much beachy like, sounding. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very beachy. Uh, mm-hmm. I I did used to bring like a portable Bluetooth speaker to the beach when I lived in Virginia, nice in Orlando, and just plop this on. Um, the whole record is more or less kind of like this. It's all it's all DIY. He records everything in his bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, like out in New York. Um, and there's there, like I said, there's there's no there's no complexity to it. It's just super easy. Uh, this song is not about actually cooking food, uh, <laughs> meth rather. But it, uh, putting that Neato. aside, like uh, he's just one of those guys that like he'll stand up there and smoke cigarettes the entire show, and just like like he'll let people come on stage, and if they know how to play a song, he'll just give them the guitar, and, like they'll just play the song <laughs> while great. he sings it. It's yeah. really, it's. I mean, yeah, he's. I, I guess his like he, he's he's a fad starter. Like a lot of hipsters like this guy because he's like bum chic. Uh-huh. Which like he just wears like Goodwill clothes and stuff like that, yeah. and he was one of the the pioneers in that whole movement. <laughs> I could care less about any of that yeah. stuff. I just like the music because it's easy, you know. Yeah. It, it's got very like Jack Johnsony vibes to me, but without being like Jack Johnson. Right. <laughs> um, not that I d- dislike Jack Johnson because I really don't. I, I enjoy his music quite a bit, but you know, it's. It it's, sounds like you have a personal like, beef with Jack Johnson. I do. Yeah, they mm. own a cow together. Oh, I do because you oh, know what? A personal, a personal beef, beef yeah. with Jack Johnson. You know I'm what? proud of you, but I'm also mortified <laughs> and want you to leave. <laughs> this is my house. Get out. <laughs> we shared Go two on. cows. <laughs> two personal beefs. Two personal, two personal beefs. beefs. <laughs> that guy lives in Hawaii. All he does all day is sit around and surf and like live the most perfect life. And he just writes songs whenever he wants. And he just like goes out on tour whenever mm. he wants. Like. He doesn't have to do squat except go and surf and eat the freshest fruits and and banana pancakes. He's got to eat yeah, banana, a lot pancakes. Of banana pancakes. Yeah. No, I'm sure he's, he's not guy, tired. He does of a lot banana of charity work, which is cool. But yeah, and he probably never tires of banana pancakes. <laughs> the fans are constantly sending him, like myself. I'm making some every weekend. Ship them to every his house. weekend. <laughs> just mail him. He just gets these big sticky boxes. That's his you. retainer for the cows that you own together. That's... Yeah, man. Honestly, though, summer is my least favorite season. Always has been. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, I don't. I don't like summer at all. I don't like the grueling heat. Granted, living in Tennessee, it's not so bad. But you know, living living anywhere beachside, it's. Ugh. Especially as somebody who doesn't really care for the beach that much. I don't like, like sand, man. Yeah. Yeah. I hate sand. Enter Sandman, okay, leave Parker. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> That's my <laughs> motto. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'm very much a mountain person over a beach person. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which when we get to fall later, that'll be, yeah. That yeah, stuff. speaking of. So it's you funny. I, I would hundred percent say that most of my song or like music preferences are very like 
fall slash winter kind of things Mm -hmm. to the point where one of my friends jacob this it was like two weeks ago we were standing around he was talking to somebody he was talking about oh this is like such a good summer jam and he looks over at me and just goes you know what do you listen to during the summer because i know your song your like musical preferences and i have no idea what you listen to in the (laughs) summer and i was like you know that's a good question um but I actually did know exactly what I was going to bring for this, and it's because I discovered Ben Howard in like the kind of towards the end of a spring season in 2013, and his first album was the only thing that was out, and that's pretty much all I listened to that entire summer, and nice. I got so into it and just really, really loved it, and and so that album particularly just feels so summery to me because. Mm. I have a lot of memories of driving home at night listening to Ben Howard or driving during the day and listening to Ben Howard or just hanging out and listening to Ben Howard, (laughs) sitting in my house with my cat and learning to play Ben Howard songs. (laughs) I mean, literally, that's pretty much all I did that whole summer was was listen to Ben Howard. And and, uh, so I just have a ton of positive memories of that summer with his music and everything and so i uh it just feels really summery to me and so i picked Mm -hmm. uh the first out the first song off his first album old pine hot sand on toes cold sand and sleeping bags i come to know that memories were the best things you ever had the summer shorn Beat down on bonehead back, so far from home where the ocean stood, down dust and pine bone tracks. Mm, we slept like dogs, down by the fireside, awoke to the fall, we're all around. Yeah, so it's a little on the nose. I mean, he does <laughs> say summer and sand and some things, but he also did live on the kind of in a coastal area yeah. of the UK, and like he's a surfer, and and so it, it makes sense. But uh, yeah, that that whole album just feels like summer to yeah. me. That's a hard thing about like my winter pick. I almost picked a song that would have been too on the nose, where it's like it mentions like mountains and snow and those yeah. kinds of things and but it also just feels very wintry but like it does it feel wintry because it mentions those things uh kind of yeah. <laughs> a little bit yeah. you know but man just as a side note if every singer songwriter sounded like that that mm-hmm. would be among like my top genre yeah <laughs> but yeah they don't no, all, I mean, that's why i like him so much yeah. because he's singer songwriter he does a ton of acoustic stuff but mm-hmm. it's also really interesting acoustic yep. stuff 100%. and that song goes somewhere like it's not just that for the whole time yeah. like, it has an intro section and, and then it you know drums come in and it builds to something and has yep. this big explosive part in the it's end. an actual composition yeah. as well as yeah. yeah and i know we've talked about that a number of times or some version of that but yeah i know it's just <sighs> it's part just... of why i love ben howard I know, man. <laughs> right it's so good but yeah, those are some happy months. Um, but soon we're going to be getting into some kind of more low-key months. I do dare declare. A little bit. A little bit. I, I, I do declare. Uh, you guys want to take a break? <laughs> yeah, let's get do into that. Thing. Cool. Let's do it. And we're back from break. We're back, and it's time to do the fall thing. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, fall yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Would, ba- would you say oh. that we were back from a summer break? Oh, oh, school! Wait a minute! In for the fall. <laughs> that was. I 
I'm really I like that that just happened that yeah. we took a break after summer. I mean, I guess we should have taken a break after spring. During summer. During summer. During summer. I'm never talking about bummer summer. Ever. Is it that we don't get a summer break anymore? Oh my goodness, my yeah. first summer break that wasn't a summer break. Okay, I'm I'm just going to rant on this for a second. I started my grown-up job my last semester of college, I only had one credit left and I just had an internship. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to do this internship for the whole semester. Um, but I was doing it like full time. So I technically completed the hours worth of credits like immediately, like within a month I completed (laughs) the internship, but was still doing it just for, you know, experience and whatever stuff. And then a month in or two months in or so my coworker at the internship, her older sister needed, uh, an assistant or needed somebody in any case i got a job (laughs) so i started this job and it was you know a regular 40 hour week job and i was technically still going to school and summer rolls around graduation rolls around i had to ask off for a day for graduation practice or whatever (laughs) like some or maybe because my family was in town for graduation and then everybody else gets to go on break all of my friends are on summer break (laughs) and i'm like going to work and it was the worst i was so mad like i just wanted uh, it, it made no sense to me that i still had to be doing things because i've never taken summer classes or any of that it was oh, yeah. a bunch of garbage and now i don't even notice i mean it's just fine like yeah. you go yeah. to work and everything's all right and you know my youth group guys are done for the summer i'm like all right cool yeah. good job my last couple of years i took summer classes and then i graduated in december mm-hmm. and i was like all right i'm gonna like get a job really quick so i'm not gonna have a and really what that started was about a six month long uh, <laughs> spring mm-hmm. and summer break where i was just unemployed yeah. <laughs> and trying desperately to find work uh, yeah, usually <laughs> summer break as an adult means you just don't have a job yeah. <laughs> and you don't get to do fun things because you have no money yeah <laughs> man. all the square stuck in the office today and i get to just chill <laughs> get to uh, sit on my couch and eat frozen burritos mom, for the fourth time this week mom i need more burritos uh, yeah yeah um, i uh when i got out of school i started uh my first job was a teacher so yeah but unfortunately i graduated in august and i did like some side jobs and stuff but i basically started teaching that next year and then after my first full year of teaching i moved so i didn't get mm. summer break because i had to start a new job right away yep. And uh, yeah, so I missed my only opportunity to have that summer break, and I miss it. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm at work right now, and I'm thinking, you know, I just, I see all those kids outside. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what happened? The enjoy it while it lasts. Well, yeah. Yep. Oh, and I totally took advantage of summer when I was in school, man. Like, I always did summer classes in college, mm-hmm. so I don't, I haven't had like a true summer vacation uh. since high school. And that was a real bummer. Like, not I didn't even get one, like, after senior year. I went straight to college. Like, I moved out of the house, and I was like, see ya. And I started school right away. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. I am so glad that's why we hate summer. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, or retrospect, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm glad that I, like, feel like I took advantage of college years, though, still, where, like, mm-hmm. I had fun during them mm-hmm. and didn't just, I, and also, you know, did classes and grades and schools and whatnot. Um but yeah, like that's a that's a thing. I feel like I was talking to some coworkers where one of them was I mean, te- did the college thing, but also was mostly like 
partying a bunch and whatever. Yeah. And then the other one had no time for any of that and was just doing the school thing and no fun time. And they're and in I was the like, same man, job. that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So it's it's fun that you know, like I feel like I actually got to enjoy my time. I was there. This is totally unrelated from anything we're talking about. But uh, fall stuff. Um, fall stuff. Yeah. yeah. Trees. The we, best season. The best season. <laughs> yeah, Trees. It's, and it's up there for sure. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and go, and we kind of hinted at this dude earlier um, for my fall pick. It's Bone Iver. The uh, old Bon Iver. You can't bon say Iver. his name the real way or else it's <laughs> not a fall song anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. Um, but yeah, Bon Iver, his first album, just like Matt said, he recorded in a cabin. He was in there for, what, eight months after yeah. a breakup or something like that. And he recorded this album, so it's very earthy feeling and whatnot. I alternatively <laughs> not could have... in 440 tuning. Uh... <laughs> no, yeah, I was kind of playing along with it on my guitar, and that did not turn out so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, alternatively, I could have gone also with off of Thrice's Alchemy Index. Um, I mean, honestly, a lot of Thrice stuff, but the Earth sector of songs on there would have would have made for good fall music. But yeah, I, I picked Restacks, which is probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums on that. favorite albums on that album one of my favorite songs on that album um i don't know why really it's just it's good yeah it's good one and uh yeah i'll go ahead and play it real quick this So I was I was saying while we were listening to it, I I thought about trying to cover it at some point and playing this song. Um, the amount of times he holds chords out between between lines is completely arbitrary. Yeah, it is. I mean it's just like it's a very feeling it out album. Totally, yeah. Uh, but this one, I think part of why I do like this song so much and it feels folly is that uh, some of the other songs are also really pretty bare bones, but can like bring in some rocky type instruments mm-hmm. or whatever, some drums or whatever, and kind of, you know, fill out the roster as it were. But this one just really leaves it super bare the whole time. And it just feels very light. And uh, yeah, something about, I think the context, just like you said, Matt, the context of knowing where it was recorded does mm-hmm help give that fall kind of feel that I know it was in a cabin and reminds me of Ron Swanson and <laughs> yeah. not really Ron Swanson, but you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I can't place a pin in it musically quite in the same way that some of the other ones I felt like I could. Um, but, but yeah, just kind of the barrenness and that, you know, leaves are falling off of those trees. Yeah. Some of that kind of stuff going on. I totally agree. Yeah, I, uh, I I get the exact same feeling from that record. It also helps that the album art is dead trees. That's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, pretty much every aspect of this record is begging for you to listen to it in colder months, yeah. yep. uh, be it the winter or the fall, um, the artist's name, whatever. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, you guys might not like this, but uh, Justin Vernon sat in with Dead in Company a couple nights ago. I heard about played, that. Yeah. Uh, played with John Mayer and yeah. actually held his own. Uh, Who's Dead and Company? uh, John Mayer with basically, yeah. John Mayer singing for the Grateful Dead. Gotcha. Um, Interesting. Yeah, they're they're a big deal. They they usually get a couple headlining like festival 
mm. acts uh, every year. Um, they're good. I mean, they just do dead huh. music. It's yeah. just like jam band. Yeah. So I mean, if you like, man, that's a whole sector of music I know nothing about. Jam bands at all. Oh, jam band, jam bands, jam <laughs> bands, Grateful Dead, just well, all that. Here's here's the thing about those bands, and it's it might be the only thing you need to know is that <laughs> people who like bands like the Grateful Dead or Fish or any of those like psychedelic jam bands, does OAR it. fit into that at all? Does what OAR? I don't know. Oh, maybe. I, I feel like that's more like like college 90s rock grunge. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Kind of that. that I think period. the the people who like that stuff and and like worship it religiously and follow those bands on tour, they're not music fans. They're just fans mm. of the Grateful Dead. Mm, like yeah. that's their life. Of that like they atmosphere. Don't, and... Yeah, they don't really know much else about music. I mean, they might be familiar with like a couple other bands and, and listen to some things, but they're not like big music people. They're just big fish people right yeah. or, you know they're, they're just large people, people who happen yeah. to be half fish <laughs> um, yeah like I, i've just similarly noticed that a like trend. A, somebody who's a diehard pokemon fan is not necessarily a video games fan exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly like you know you can you can be a huge fan of one certain thing in a genre or in a you know collective category of, of things yeah, yeah and not really know anything else about it like mm-hmm. you know i guess Harry Potter would be one of those things for books. Like a lot yeah, of people are yeah. huge Harry Potter fans, but they don't read anything yeah, outside of Harry true. Potter. I'm a huge fan of the book Holes, but I don't care about books at all. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Dave Matthews fits into that too. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think uh, the think majority how of many people diehard Dave Matthews Dave fans. Matthews yeah, I mean they're they're still able to sell out stadiums because they have that that huge cult following. That's you know. And I guess it's not even a cult following. Yeah. Like, people, people aren't like, you know, we're not waiting for Dave Matthews to come into town. Like the Dave Matthews fans, are like that's the one concert that they're going to see that bit. year. You know? like, I hear so. Taylor Swift has a pretty big cult following too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got a couple underground hits, I think. Um, she's going to break out one of these. She kind of fell into obscurity though. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's just waiting on her big break. Fall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I went, I, I man, I could have gone so Pete many Wentz. directions. I went, Pete Wentz. Uh, I, I went, he went, she went, Pete went. <laughs> wow. What nice. good Englishing. You did it. Thanks. Figure well, I was a teacher. I, you sure were. Uh, anyways. Well, what was I talking about? Pete Wentz. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, he's cool. Uh, you can listen to him in the fall. Um, if you want yeah I could have gone so many different directions fall is my favorite season uh, my wife and I share this in common we love everything about the fall like we're both super white girl over those pumpkin spice lattes mm. and, like, <laughs> pretty much any pumpkin like if I don't have at least 20 pumpkin pies during the fall I'm not gonna have a good fall like I, I, <laughs> I love I love I love Halloween and decorating for that like the spooky times and, spooky times um, I don't spooky I don't love Halloween as a holiday times. more than Christmas but I love the anticipation of Halloween more than the anticipation of Christmas if that makes sense I like watching the movies I like you know just getting in that mood like I love the Obviously, the temperature, like yeah. coming mm. out from summer, mm. you've been sweating and blue the whole the whole season, and then finally get to wear like a flannel Cardigans shirt, you know. I'll also say I feel like the fact that I mean, uh, Christmas loses some points to how early they yeah. put out yeah. Christmas things, and I like think so I I don't like the super early build up to nope. Christmas. I my favorite after is Thanksgiving. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, like personally. What has always been Christmas to me is we would, you know, college would be out and then our school would be out 
around like the 19th of December, yeah. I'd go back home and then I'd be with my family for the 19th of December until January, I don't know, 12th or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was the Christmas season. Christmas season. Like yeah. the day after Christmas still feels 100% like Christmas because it hasn't been building it up for like three months to where yeah. all of a sudden it's like, uh, yes. you know, Christmas is done and you're just ready for it to be out of, you know, yeah. just gone. You know what though? Like I, I don't like when I see Christmas stuff starting to sprout up before Halloween, but yeah. you know, the day after Thanksgiving, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, go no, hog that, wild that's kind of my thing. Stuff. Like I, I like I'll accept Christmas that as well. a lot, yeah. but I it has to wait until after yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I'm good with it. Like yeah. like you're saying, the day after Thanksgiving, like have at it. But yeah. let Thanksgiving have its time. Yeah. It's a holiday about eating people. Dude, man, like, Come, not eating people, <laughs> eating that. people. Wait. Uh, <laughs> wait, you don't eat people on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Yet. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, you know, that's what the pilgrims did. So I just try to go tradition. <laughs> trying to help you out, yeah. Uh, that's not, that's, the pilgrims didn't eat the Native but Americans. But songs so fall about music. fall. <laughs> yeah, fall music. Uh, one more point to fall. It gets two holidays. It gets, I mean, two celebrated holidays. It's it, yeah, Halloween well. and Thanksgiving. Boom, boom. Uh, so, Arguably, yeah. Christmas is almost in fall. How weird is that? Because fall Pretty technically yeah, ends. Yeah, that's true. Fall yeah, technically ends the 21st December. of mm. December. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Continue. So, but anyways, uh, what are yeah. seasons even? <laughs> what even are these so season true. things? Man, no kidding. Seasoned fries? <laughs> yeah, uh, this um, would be completely backwards. Also, for somebody in like Australia, you're never gonna get to talk true. about your. You example. are never gonna get to. <laughs> uh, I picked a jazz song. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to go like Bonnie Vare. I wanted to go like you know the the more acoustic stuff, uh, the indie stuff, because I love listening to that during the fall. I just I think fall for me is the time when I consume the most music because it's it makes me very very happy. I mean, not to say I, I'm not constantly listening otherwise, but um, yeah, I, I probably back in college is when I really started getting into jazz, and those were the best nights. Is those breezy fall nights, you know, watching the leaves change colors, uh, lighting a candle, smoking a cigar, and just putting on some Miles Davis, some John Coltrane. Loved all that stuff. Uh, but I went with uh, Thelonious Monk for nice. my pick. Um, nice. an absolutely amazing, transcendent jazz pianist. Mm-hmm. One of the best that ever existed. He is on another level as far as piano playing goes, as far as jazz composition goes. Um, if you never checked out Thelonious Monk, he is just bizarrely good. It's crazy. <laughs> but this is a Ruby, my dear, with John Coltrane on the sax. Nice. Part of me wants to say, like, this has everything to do with the movies that I watched as a kid. You know, it's just those those fall transition scenes. It's always jazz playing. And maybe that's why I like jazz as a genre so much is because it happens to, like, I associate it with the fall, yeah. you know, for the most part. Uh, but it's, again, just more easy listening. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that all around good music for no matter what you're in the mood for. Um it's it's like there's there's no arguing with it like i i can't imagine running into somebody and playing this song or you know the majority of like you know standards like that and they'd be like that's not good 
I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. There are definitely people that think that or feel that, and that's it's weird to me. But yeah, so, yeah, and it really yeah. doesn't have to be your cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't have to listen to this, but it, it's it's so like inoffensive in every way <laughs> that it's just totally it's, it's yeah. easy it just puts your mind at ease and that's that's what i love about the fall and that's what i love about this song so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i always really hoped Thel- thelonious monk would eventually become thelonious bishop and it just never <laughs> never really happens just uh, never ascended to no that echelon yeah. of, he's a religious figure no he no. uh he was too humble for that I've actually I've uh, listened to interviews of um, some like musicians that played on stage with him or some people that saw him like back in you know the New York jazz clubs in the 1960s mm-hmm. and stuff, and they said like this guy was constantly in his own world, and I'm sure mm. drugs had a lot to do with that, <laughs> as it did but, for a lot of those cats yes. at the time. But like uh, just listening to these people, they all say pretty much the same thing: is that he didn't he wasn't a talker. He didn't want to like associate with people. He just wanted you to have your instrument and just get on stage with him and just let him do his thing. And you better be good enough to accompany him. And that's all <laughs> that's all he really cared about. If he wasn't playing piano, he wasn't really interested in anything or anybody. Like that's all he cared about. That's crazy. Yeah. You can't really do that anymore these days. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I heavily hinted at this uh, that this was going to be my pick for fall in our driving episode because I said literally this song or this artist makes me think of the fall and when I was talking about that I was talking about a very specific memory of driving through the woods and having all the bright orange and red trees and everything going on and and just having this album playing in that the whole time and I I had listened to this artist for years before I had that memory really even but this part of it is probably this album's you know artwork is very like brown and and kind of like burnt orange and uh lots of like arrow and foxes themes and and, and a lot of the music even is just kind of i mean fall-ish topics about you know falling in the leaves and getting into trouble or or uh, the title of the song that i picked is literally called halloween i mean it, it has some like autumn mm-hmm. themes to it um but that's just the combination of like a lot of guitar a lot of like you know, mid-tempo songs, just like really inoffensive chord structures, cello being added on pretty much everything, and just like really enjoyable songwriting, and it just makes me feel like fall. Um, So this is Halloween by Matt Pond, PA. Into where the people were on a Saturday Like it always seems Where I go I want to leave Thought we were doing fine With our lives There are people It just makes me feel like fall Every yeah. time I can remember driving around Cookville like in high school, just listening to that. And and not just that album, but like even his albums like Last Light and The Dark Leaves mm-hmm. and everything. Like they all, that's just my seasonal fall music is Matt Pond PA. Yeah. It's Something even about is. the guitar tone just feels like fall or like, uh, I don't know, kind of crusty leaves mm-hmm. as opposed yeah, to yeah. blossomy leaves or mm-hmm. whatever. Just because it's a little bit like sharp and piercing. Not <laughs> piercing, that's kind of a just strong bright. word. But yeah, it's yeah. just bright. Yeah, exactly. Um, and somehow that that feels like that. And the, I mean, the way he's playing too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you've not got, to read like, too much into it, but there's and, like, something smooth, about that. dark cello and everything. Yeah, there's yeah. the strings coming mm-hmm. in there, adding that other layer, and then the simplistic drums too. I mean, mm-hmm. just the kick drum, mm-hmm. you know, just that very. Uh, there's a very warm, like pillowy sound to yeah. the the percussion in that. Yep. Yeah. Man, uh, so next comes winter. Um, Matt, when you played your Thelonious Monk one, mm-hmm. it was jazz. And what I'm going to play is not jazz, but um, the thing, (laughs) (laughs) what a segue. Uh, No, but what I was going to say about jazz stuff is some words that you said. (laughs) uh, Winter time is also like, that's when Christmas time is, you know? And so it's, it's easy to pick Christmas music. I very much almost almost pick Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. And so specifically for me, the only album really at all that makes me feel like it's not going to be the one you're thinking is it the charlie brown christmas album no but that was Aww. fantastic i mean yes 100 yeah, that one does feel like yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean that's it, mm. no kidding it's there um but the one that's there oh, i'm not even going to remember who the artist what the artist is called we have an a, a, a cd called Michael a jazzy Bublé's. christmas oh. nope <laughs> a jazzy christmas it's by um that was a joke i, I can find it Bublé. later it doesn't it doesn't even matter uh like but it's two guys. It's a it's a pianist who's mm. fantastic and an upright bass player, and it's just them playing ja- Christmas jazz standards, standards yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can remember how just the whole thing go. <laughs> so it's it's like very man. I'm, as soon as I hear it, and if if I don't hear it around Christmas or if I don't hear it on a Christmas season. It just doesn't quite feel like Christmas. Like totally. whenever, like doing the tree, putting up the decorations, I have to be listening to it at some point. Like decorating <laughs> at some point, I need to be listening to it. Dude, Christmas so, season without music, it's not Christmas I know, season. it's so true. So that's uh, that's not what I picked, but just to kind of make a mention of that, you know, uh, a yeah. uh, honorable mention of Christmas music being like the only thing that makes me feel like this is a season that belongs here no matter what you say <laughs> um but so what i did pick is a song it's uh by well it's off the goat rodeo sessions which is Ooh. we've talked about before but yo-yo ma chris teeley edgar meyer Stuart duncan the four of them and this song is called where's my bow and it's <laughs> one that the the beginning part especially and then the end again are kind of the same parts and it's very like it reminds me of Narnia or something oh, yeah. like very um, otherworldly kind of a mm. thing. Not in like a space otherworldly, but just kind of fantasy land sort of thing. And uh, the middle part is not so much. It's it's more of like a dark otherworldly hoedown kind of a <laughs> shindig. Huh. Um, it hard to explain exactly, but. Uh, it's, I mean, it still, I guess, feels like, you know, a, a Narnia kind of things, but the dark part of Narnia where it's like the Wicked Witch is coming. Not the Wicked Witch. Um, the White Witch. The White Witch. The yeah, White exactly. Witch. She's coming. She's making people do things or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and play it. That's and how this. Movie goes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's of Heaven. Uh, yeah, to me, this feels like a winter. Yeah, you guys were saying it sounds like a sledding song. And man, seriously, it's 
it and it feels like it's winter, but it's a little ominous at the same time too. Like yeah. there's something that's like there around the corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially it's those cello notes that are doing because the. Mm-hmm. I mean, the higher violin parts are just and like very, you know, happy and stuff, but kind of the dissonance from the cello parts and then the bass that comes in later, it it's sort of, you know, foreboding about mm-hmm. what's yet to come or, you know, the harsh winters, I guess. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, it just feels so like hearing that I just feel transported to a magical place yeah, where magical, magical sleds uh, sled me all the around. Magical sleds <laughs> and, the, and the white witch is there. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. So that's not a whole lot to say about it. I think once you've heard it, if you're like, yeah, that sounds like winter, then you agree. And if you don't, you're not going to hear it. It's very, uh, I get like a very Eastern European kind of vibe from it. Like, mm. like I don't know, growing up in Virginia, we used to go to Bush Gardens a lot. Yeah. And so, which is European theme. I love Bush Gardens. If you go around Christmas time, you're, I mean, if you go anytime, you're getting that kind of music. But like, especially around Christmas time, like that, that those, you know, high violins and, and mm-hmm. just that, that tone of music in general just makes me feel very like. Hey, we're gonna go to the hinterlands. And like, I don't know the other places yep. that are not in America. <laughs> Did you mean Western Europe or Eastern Europe? You said Eastern Europe, and I'm curious. I, I only say I this. Meant, I think I meant Eastern Europe. Okay. Well, Northeastern be... Europe is pretty like cold. Country, That's true. Cold yeah, you're very countries. right. Because uh, I was thinking more like Switzerland Europe, and the Alps well, and stuff, well, which is a little bit more okay. Western. The only right. reason I, I make that caveat is er, is because I always say that everything is East if I'm mm. from it, which is always wrong. Oh, or not always wrong. Because I'm so used to being from the East Coast, theoretically, sure, yeah. that yeah. when yes. I'm in France and Belgium, those are in Western Europe. Those are Western but Europe. I'll still say East because East just is what it's, I yeah, associate yeah, yeah. with. America. So I was just curious if that's, I mean, that's just how I end up thinking of things. East? Yeah, you you oh, pushed yeah, it back. Out. <laughs> we're back. It was okay. The computer did a weird thing. Uh, yeah, so that, that was mine. But uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys got. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so for my last one, I want us to all take a deep breath in, and take a deep breath out. <laughs> Christmas time <laughs> is here. I want to just imagine Chad doing that in like a yoga class. <laughs> Yeah, I I wish I would have gone Christmas. I don't wish, but like I could have easily gone to Christmas music. I mean, because say what you will, like I don't like when people are playing Christmas music in October. But Mm -hmm. the second that the day after Thanksgiving starts, (laughs) I I am I am so on board with Christmas music. Mm -hmm. I know it like irritates everybody. And like, oh, over here is Christmas music at the shopping mall. Well, don't go to the mall. Care. Put in earplugs, you like, man. I'll go to the mall and just stand there so I can hear the Christmas music. But I'm bugged to you too. I am 100% such like, I, dude, uh, Christmas music is great. And I know there's like only 50 Christmas songs that get recycled and like played over and over again. But I don't care. I is today to June 25th? I think today is June 25th, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is it's literally six Christmas. months from Christmas. <laughs> Christmas in June. Alternatively, it's the furthest day from Christmas in either direction. No, <laughs> no. Uh, just kidding. Well, not the ha- furthest day from Christmas. The furthest day from Christmas yeah. is January. Right. June. As mm. long as you're thinking linearly. December 26. <laughs> I, I said January and then June, and it was just not. not you're right. Place. You're right. Yeah. We're we're just middle from Christmas, yeah. but as far as like moving forward in the world, <laughs> you all in your silly 
calendars. Ah. <laughs> Who needs them? Who needs those? I, Anyways, I, yeah, I almost went Christmas music. I love uh, Vince Guaraldi's, you know, Christmas Peanuts mm. record. Uh, mm. It is, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, it's just, I know. love Christmas Peanuts. Yep, that's, that's exactly what it sounds like, too. 100%. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I went something a little different. Uh, so for this last one, I want us to all just kind of like get in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. And I want you to picture that you're asleep, Chad's asleep on a Saturday winter's morn. You don't have to go to work. Chad's asleep on a, on a Monday night. You have no obligations for the day. You're laying in bed. It's cold outside, but mm. it's warm in your house. You got mm. the fire crackling. Maybe you have your loved one next to you also asleep. And you slowly wake up out of your disturbing sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quick wake up. You wake up and... <laughs> And you, you open the window and you see a freshly fallen snow and there's oh. no tracks in it yet. Oh. And the sky is gray oh. and the trees are all covered in white and the ground is all covered in fresh, fresh white powder. Can I go oh. back to sleep? Cocaine. We've talked about drugs more in this episode. <laughs> Something about meth. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Joanna Christmas. <laughs> if you are in that headspace... Which none of you are anymore. Yeah. anymore. <laughs> this is the song that I ideally would play. I don't. This song makes me feel like I want to be in that headspace. I when I hear the song, this is the Staves. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Staves, they're a trio from England. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's three women who have some of the most angelic, beautiful voices mm. ever heard. I ever put to tape. Voices. I don't know. Have um, you ever seen Celtic women? <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. No. Have you ever seen me go like this? No, Parker has the most angelic, beautiful voice. Uh, anyways, this is the opening track off their. All of mine are opening tracks. Uh, this is the opening track off their record, "Dead, Born, and Grown," and it's it's just it's beautiful. This whole album is in, incredibly beautiful. There are some amazing three part harmonies all throughout. Um, it's it's all acoustic driven. And I mean, there's, you know, just like Bonnie Bear, there's a couple like backing instruments, drums and things like mm-hmm. that. But for the most part, it kind of stays very soft and mellow and it's, it's thoroughly enjoyable. So, mm. so get in that headspace, you know, pretend that it's, it's winter. If the song does its job right, beautiful. I won't need to. It'll bring me there by itself. <laughs> but let's yeah, find out. Let's, let's check it. Brother, you will never know all the things I did for you. Many years ago Singers singing songs of pain Time may spin and years may pass The song is still the same Tender yeah. If you look them up on Wikipedia just for everybody to know um, They are sisters and also they enjoyed Guinness Oh, so, cool. good The They're, Book of World Records? And the no, beer. just a yes, they really enjoy stout beer. The they location. Did, they did tour with Boney Bear at one yeah. point. Uh, yeah. There's an amazing video. It's a whole concert. Uh, them playing Sydney Opera mm-hmm. House, and uh, they they all do an acapella song together, and it's oh, cool. incredible. So, His whole band gets on there, and they and them three get up there, and it's very very good. So what's interesting listening to that is that it's obvious that this is very subjective because to me that sounds starkly not like Christmas time or mm-hmm. winter time. Not that I, I mean, I can, I think I can see it, but it, I guess it reminds me a little bit too of a brother. Where art thou? Mm, and okay. so it feels very like, uh, that, 
and Back so it's Louisiana. The, yeah, the like, nature of the, like the harmonies and the way that they're singing each other it gives it mm-hmm. a very like folky, almost country kind mm-hmm. of sound to it, mm-hmm. and that very distinctly does not make me think of of winter necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm not faulting you for no, bringing this because again, it is a very subjective mm-hmm. thing. I'm faulting myself. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> It's just yeah, it's it's very interesting. I don't know that I've really ever thought about it, but I I never associate like country or folksy sounding right. stuff necessarily mm. with Christmas time um, or winter time. But I mean, a similar kind of thing going way back to the video games episode that we talked about the Xenoblade Chronicles two. There were mm-hmm. two songs that I played from there. That those ones in retrospect, I are it's more like kind of Celtic acapella stuff, and so those ones I would. Because it's kind of slower to open and, you know, like more just slow dynamics kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. for me personally, I would place that more in a winter acapella type things with very open chords and a little bit discordant type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas this is more bright and cheerful and kind of punchy a little bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, again, entirely subjective. So that's, but it's just interesting to hear. This is the first one I've blatantly disagreed with. <laughs> No, not really, but uh, I like to cause a little discourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and I think especially just the fact that they all come in together too. Um, I'm wondering, like Fleet Foxes now, like taking that into consideration because they're. I mean, some of the yeah, same man. kind of stuff happens, but because Fleet Foxes has a lot more like reverb kinds of things on it, it doesn't feel as bare. There's I feel also, like it feels more wintry comparatively. It's interesting yeah. because I, I get that, but at the same time, I also think of Fleet Foxes music as being very like maritimey, like very seafaring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I get the same feeling from that. Band. I haven't listened to a, a ton of theirs, so like he, I, yeah. I can't say And so um, I think yeah. like that's an influence to a lot of his music. And when we saw him at the Ryman recently like all of the imagery and like every time he would sing something it was just like yeah i get it like you sail Hmm. this makes sense to me and i I don't know yeah uh, also taking into consideration their first ep uh with songs like mykonos i get a very like i mean it's obviously about greece but (laughs) i get a very like you know sailing sea ocean Mm -hmm. like clear blue waters from from a lot of their music now in their later stuff like their their latest record crack up i can absolutely see that that wintry feeling and, mm. and I definitely get that. Um, I, they're another one of those fall bands for me for some reason. Like, and I think it's because their stuff is drowned in reverb and harmonies. <laughs> yep, totally. uh, so therein lies the secret. <laughs> you want to make a good cold month song, drown it in reverb and harmonies. Drown in reverb and harmonies. Mm-hmm. What well, last but not least, Chatifer. Yeah. Um, this one Chat-tastic. is, and uh, I, so we, we hinted at this earlier. I have been called Chatifer before. That is not the first time. Chatterer. Chad Chadthin. I like taking the wrong Chad-a-thin is last fine, yeah. names. I mean, the last parts of a name and like mm-hmm. end of Nathan, beginning Chad. And just mm. I was together. actually going with Jonathan, was, yeah, which is interesting that you decided it was Nathan. That's really mm. interesting. Mm. So anyways, we hinted at this earlier that I had also picked a Bon Iver song. Yeah. Uh, mine is a little bit more on the nose, though. Um, but I don't. we don't really need to talk about Bon Iver anymore because we've talked about him eight million times on the show before. <laughs> but he, he is fantastic. And, and I, I will say, in, in a stark contrast to Matt, I actually hate Christmas music for the most part. Um, I, and it's not because like I hate the season. I love the season. I think it's a wonderful time. I love wintertime. I love snow. I love all these things about Christmas. And I love, like... The feeling of camaraderie and like love, like actually thinking about loving your neighbors and all of this thing that mm-hmm. that Americans don't typically do. Um, but 
I hate kitschy music and I hate kitschy things and I hate like really overly commercialized things yeah. and so so much of Christmas music to me is that. Uh, that's why Can I love... Can you give like an example of a... Like, like Michael Blue Blaze, <laughs> anything oh, that Michael yeah. Blue does, okay. like all of the very stereotypical... Like, uh, I had to sit outside the Gaylord... All for, I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> yeah, like, all that kind of stuff because I, I, I sat outside the Opryland Ice thing mm. one year for Just Love. We, we had like a little booth out there which I had like a small space heater and there were a couple of nights out there where it was like 25 degrees snowing and there was a wind chill and I'm sitting outside in front of this little like heater trying to stay anyway. Uh, And they had like a 25 song playlist that was just like, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. (laughs) And and just like, it it would just repeat the entire time you were there. Uh, It was awful. But I do love the Vince Guaraldi uh, Peanuts Christmas album. Mm-hmm. It is so fantastic. It is so amazing. I think you would like a song Christmas as well. I might, yeah. I'm good. And again, I'm good with Christmas music. Like, Reliant K has some Christmas songs mm-hmm. that are pretty fun. See, I want to, I, I, I guess I want to kind of like roll back my thing. I love Christmas music, but I'm absolutely on the same page as you. <laughs> I don't like the kitschy stuff. I could not care less about michael buble yeah but i love things like a jazzy christmas mm-hmm. and the peanuts christmas yeah. album like those are the kinds of christmas thing and i, I like different takes on well-known yeah, standards 100%. like christmas standards yeah. yeah but yeah so that's why typically my like winter song associations are, are not so typical so holiday centric uh aside from the peanuts album um i yeah, I, I was trying to decide what what like feeling of winter I wanted to capture with this, and I I just kind of settled on like Boney Bear's music is very wintry to me. He he deals with a lot of like nostalgia, and I thought about Holocene because like that whole song is about nostalgia. I put that and, one like, in here too. There's like a middle section where everything kind of breaks, and there's just like weird horn noises and clarinets and stuff, and he's kind of talking about Christmas morning, and it's like. I really did think about it, but I ended up going with just the song Blood Bank off the Blood Bank EP because I think similarly it just kind of feels like a dark winter night when you're just sort of gallivanting around. Then the snow started falling We were stuck out in your car You were rubbing both my hands Chewing on a candy bar You said ain't this just like the present So I'm gonna listen to the whole, yeah. whole all of it. To, if I'm <laughs> the whole all of it. <laughs> the whole all of it. But yeah. Yep. So that's that's winter. And that's that's our four seasons, our four calendar seasons that very perfectly fit into our calendar year, and there's no overlaps or anything. It's not wild. even of nope. a quarter day nope. that we have to make up every fourth year. Nope. Not, not even a little bit. <laughs> our calendar is so thought out and well planned. <laughs> um, but yeah, so any any closing thoughts? I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, the Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it actually okay. So at church, I was talking to somebody, and uh, they were saying that their family was going to go as the Four Seasons for Halloween this year, which is like thinking way ahead. Wow, and, but yeah, it was awesome. They are. And I was like, all right, cool, because actually, I brought up that we were talking about the seasons and music and stuff on this episode, and I was like. 
Oh man, Chris, who's the husband, you should come as just the Four Seasons Hotel. And like, <laughs> what? Oh, what happened? And so the rest of them are like, winter, spring, summer. And he's, he's just, just like a hotel, a cardboard box or whatever. Uh, I said really it kind good. of quietly though, so I don't know if it came across as being my idea or because he also then said it after me. <laughs> and so it's one of those You're where like, it's like, oh, it's, okay. does, does everybody know that's my idea? That's okay if they don't, but I don't want to claim credit for it without people knowing. Whatever. You, if you see him that night in that cardboard box, like you. You should just write in the corner of it like <laughs> this idea was by Parker Day. Just Parker. Sign real quick. TM, TM, TM. TM, yeah. TM, TM. <laughs> on every window in the box. Man. Or you just say, hey, you took my idea. That's awesome. Like, yeah, your thanks. idea. And then we fight a lot. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. And then you break his cardboard. And then you throw a bunch of orange leaves on him and say, now nah, you're right. <laughs> you, you'll recreate the old video game rampage, but oh, on his 100%. like hotel box. You're so Wait, smart. old video game? I thought that was a rock movie. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> they made a video game about it after the movie, way before the right. movie. Yeah, right. So exactly. It's based on There's the movie, a lot of time in the travel. 80s. The Rock is not only a giant movie star, he's also a time traveler now. Yeah, so a time cool. travelist. He's a giant time traveler. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, closing thoughts on seasons. I, I mean, it is pretty subjective, obviously. Mm. And I think a lot of things, if we ever talk about, you know, concept albums and things that sound like things and blah, 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 blah. All that stuff, pretty subjective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most things about music sound subjective. But um, I actually wrote a song about seasons back uh, a long time ago. And I don't know where it is, but it's somewhere. <laughs> it was, mm. and it might be not very good, but whatever. <laughs> oh, it's, man. I should have picked vitamin C for my summer one. <laughs> I should have picked Umbop, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You know, that is something we actually didn't really touch on is because a lot, I think a lot of people have this conception of like summertime music being really like upbeat, mm. poppy, electronic jams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lo- I've decided that I think a lot of that comes from the fact that most people feel happier during the summer because mm. aside from the people in this room, like a <laughs> lot of people don't like the wintertime or feel depressed in right. that season, mm. seasonal depression. Um, and so you're like spring and summertime jams are really upbeat and happy and just like good time music. But I just don't really yep. necessarily agree. I mean, and it could be, you know, the whole thing that we talked about where it's like when you're sad, you want to listen to sad music. When you're happy, you want to listen to happy music. Typically, radio stations don't play sad music. They're going to play happy music. And the times that that's most going to kind of line up, I mean, yeah. which just goes into what you were saying, is the times already in the summer where mm-hmm. you're feeling peppy and like, oh, it's bright and sunny. Oh, and this happy song. You yeah. know, like those things will just kind of fit in together. Whereas if a sad song comes on in the summer, uh, you know, it won't, it'll be a little discordant. And then radio stations are not just really going to play sad songs for <laughs> yeah. the winter. So <laughs> unless you go out of your way for it, it's just not yeah. going to happen. I can get down on some good sad songs for the summer because it is my depressive. <laughs> it's really funny. Actually. I, you know, speaking of, I don't know if they were listening to like a satellite radio or like somebody's playlist, but I was sitting in the flying saucer one day eating lunch, uh, just like on my lunch break from work. It was in the middle of the week and mm-hmm. like, five or six Ben Fold songs played and they were all like the saddest songs that he has. And the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, do they know? Like, this is really depressing. Like, I mean, I love this music and it's great and all, but like, I'm getting kind of sad. <laughs> oh man. All right. Quick, quick coffee shop story before we close out. Cool. Just speaking of coffee shops, I was in one yesterday. Uh, I will withhold the name, but it is in Spring Hill. Tennessee, where I live, uh, it's the only like known coffee shop in Spring Hill. Hint, hint. I think I, was, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there <laughs> enjoying my cup of coffee, uh, reading my book, and I overhear the barista. The song, um, uh, 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 
it's the Ray Charles song. I got a woman. Uh, we all know the song. I got a woman way across town. She good to me. Yeah, that song comes on the station, and I just felt so ashamed because <laughs> the barista, who's probably like 18, 19 years old, she goes after like thirty seconds in the song. She goes, "Wait, where's Kanye?" Oh no! Oh, interesting. And yeah. now I kind of feel like I can't go to that coffee shop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, nice. Uh, not saying uh, she's a gold digger. Yeah. Nineteen year olds. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure that's so, that song. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, if you have any thoughts on that, or just want to rant about the eighteen year olds who are destroying America, you can. You can email us at joyceclectic at gmail dot com. Um, they're not really, but maybe. Um, <laughs> Hey, what are we talking about next week? What are we talking about next week? We're talking about movie soundtracks slash scores. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some movie stuff. We're going to become super big movie buffs. (laughs) And we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings and all kinds of stuff. I'd rather become a buff movie. Ooh, like Baywatch? Yeah. Like B-A-E watch. Mm. To be in the buff also means to be naked in the UK. So uh, you're going to be a naked movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were in the UK. See, I thought we were in America America. where we're having a birthday next week. Going to celebrate our... So if you want to like send in some mission. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so if you have any thoughts or or anything we should talk about then, just like send it to us and let us know. If not, we're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Joyce Eclectic, doing all that thing. If you want to talk to us, we're there, and we're we're talkative. We're talking to a bunch of sweet little boys, um, and we're we're here to please. So thanks for listening, and (laughs) we'll see you next week. (laughs) 